I want people to see it, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I'm like, oh, like, especially like with Let You Go, like, that's why I, I cared so much about who shot the video. That's why it took two years yeah. to even come out, because I'm like, I need the right people to like, you know, know what I'm talking about, you know, like to yeah. actually get it. Like, Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your, I just booted up again, host, Clay Bonin. I am joined by my, if you left me right now, I'd be down, out, and through, co-host Tanner Mavis. And we are back on the motherfucking Soul Serum Podcast, back with another interview, episode number 41. But before I introduce our guests, obviously, I gotta remind everybody, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube, the main page and the TV page. On the TV page, we just dropped the Roadrunner TV documentary. Go check that out. We put a lot of hard work into it. We really are extremely happy with how it turned out. So go give that a look. Um, Also, by the time uh, this episode is out, uh, you should have already watched the Let You Go video as well. And speaking of which, today on the show, we have a guy who makes music to vibe out while watching the sunset. He is no stranger to exploring melodies and his latest single let you go is out everywhere including the video which as i said you should have already watched on the soul serum channel um today on the show we have mike lavi mike welcome to the show what's up what's up thank you for coming on how you doing i'm great yeah i'm glad to be here with soul serum soul serum podcast thank you thank you um, well, let's just let's start at the beginning here before we get into uh, anything recent. Um, just tell us where you're from and, and when did music start to come into your life? Uh, I'm from Cincinnati, you know, born and raised. I've heard of that place before. Yeah, heard of that you know, place? It's pretty popular out here in the Midwest. <laughs> I think it's the best. It's the best Midwest city. You know, people say Chicago, but. You know. I think I think it's all Cincinnati. Too much Chicago low key. I feel like is like a cheating answer for for that because Chicago is Midwest, but it doesn't. It's like low key too big. It doesn't encompass the real Midwest. No, no, I don't think so. For sure. Yeah, for all you Chicagoans out there listening. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I love Chicago though. But um, so, but you've you've lived in Cincy your whole life though. Yeah, always been here. Yeah, other than. Two years in Mississippi for uh, I went down there for college. Oh, yeah, oh Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Oh, yeah. How was that? That was it. Was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. You know, it was like I actually did some music down there. Yeah, I went down there for like I did choir. Oh wow! Real, yeah, I got I got a scholarship. I was gonna say, is that why you like? Were you in college for music, or were you just doing music <laughs> while you were down there for college? I I went for music because they gave me a scholarship but like i knew like i didn't want to do music mm-hmm. like i was just kind of like just doing college you know yeah yeah, yeah. Like, doing and they gave me a scholarship and i was like you know I've, i i want to lead a state so like you know i want to go somewhere where i don't really know nobody yeah i yeah. see if i can like you know do my own thing down there and how was it it was fun like i i met a lot of i got some lifelong friends down there for sure damn it's i would i would go back and visit like yeah mississippi like it's not as it's not as crazy as people think, you know. Like people think, like the it's all, you know, southern, one, yeah, 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 southern, yeah, yeah. One yes. side, yes. but that's like that's really like you got to get to the sticks, like just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, our sure. sticks, like the sticks here is just like the sticks in Mississippi. Yeah, like, seriously, it's a lot of diversity down it's there identical. in those southern states too. Yeah, like, for sure. Like in certain areas, but yeah, I was doing music down there, and um, I just. I didn't really like the music I was doing. Like, I've always done choir probably mm-hmm. since, like, eighth grade. And uh, Well, that's yeah. uh, that's a, a good segue. Like, where – so how – before you started making music, like, seriously for yourself, what was your, like, early intro to music in your life? Like, what are your parents playing when you're, when you're growing up? Oh, man, everything. Like, my dad is a big music head, like – I was listening to everything from like jazz Mm -hmm. and like, you know, 60s, like, like doo-wop shit and like up to like rap, like any rap music, like any, my dad was just like a music head, like all genres. I was, I'm like, 
I probably started really loving music when I was only like six, seven years old. Wow. Yeah, and he was like, and I remember I wanted to have like hella music shit. Like I wanted like a, I don't, what is it? Like the, I wanted CD. I wanted a CD player. Yeah, hella yeah. bad. And like he had got me one. And then I used to listen to that hella. And then they came out with the little iPod Nano. And yep. that's when I really started geeking over music. Like yeah, same. I had probably... I used to mess up so many computers, just viruses on them. Same. Yo, and I I I love that so many people like in our age group have the this similar story. story of just wrecking the family computer with yeah. a bad LimeWire Man, file, bro. Terrible. I have, <laughs> mom, if you're listening, I'm really sorry about yeah. the family PC. When I was a kid, I was just downloading like. Weezer discographies from fucking what was the one torrent website? Uh, Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay fucked up yeah. my family's <laughs> computer, bro. That's what it was. It wasn't even LimeWire. Pirate Bay fucked my family's. Going computer back up. to what you were saying, like you saying you had your own CD player, and then you got your own iPod Nano, which I obviously I have had a similar like progress of as far as like listening to my music and shit. But like, there's something about like owning. And holding on to like your own CD player, mm-hmm. your own iPod Nano, mm-hmm. oh, man, and like so cool. finding your own music that like, like your parent, it's, that's not being like force fed to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like th- it's yours. It's your own little like world for you to like submerge yourself in like every day to like zone out to as a kid. Even if you don't even realize you're consciously doing it as a kid, mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know. It's something to that. And at the same time, like other than your video game and like the TV, like that's yeah. the most advanced piece of technology like yeah, ever at the time. Like facts. there was nothing. So like, like I used to cut hella grass actually when I was like, I don't even, probably like 10 through like 13. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my, in the summers, my dad would make me cut hella grass. Like so I remember like, yeah, like he would just like, we was doing hella grass and I remember I was just listening to hella music and I was just like, I remember just getting through the day, just singing, like just hella singing along to shit. Like, yeah. It's like oh, like Mini Ripperton, like the OJs, just like hello Damn. bands. Shout so like, out Mini Ripperton, man. So I'm like a real. I love bands, bro. Like like old black bands. Like yeah, we used fire. to like do all the dances and singing and shit. Like I really like I, we never getting back to that. Like and I think that's I think it's live, but like it's sad at the same time. Yeah, like, I really love like I respect the talent and I respect a lot of music. It was special for that era. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that, but bef- but a little later on. So we're going to pause on that thought. When did you start making music for yourself? Like, when did you go, all right, like, I would love to record something or, or I would love to make some music. Where did that start? Man, so when I was like 17, probably, nah, 18, I was hanging out with my cousin, like, hella, like, my senior year. And we just was like smoking all the time. So we was like, and we gotta stop, like, we gotta stop smoking without like we ain't doing shit. Like we gotta, we gotta get a get a hobby or something, you know? Like, so he was just like, we just started turning on instrumentals and we were ass. Like but he was Who doesn't like, love a good man, a so, good weed induced freestyle. Man, man, so we just freestyling and he's getting uh He's like, like we just, we just start doing this every day. Like every time we smoke, he just turn on instrumental, and he's like, "Bro, you kind of get you getting kind of good. Like, you need to get in the stool." And I was like, you know, I wasn't really taking them serious because I was just like, I was just doing choir, and by this time, I like I knew I was going down to do choir, and I like wasn't even thinking about like being a rapper or nothing. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, you feel me? I just rap when I yeah. feel me. I'm when I smoke type shit. Yeah. But then, in the summertime after I graduated, him. And his boy, they was like, you know, let's, we about to make a song. Like, we about to go to the stew. Like, you coming to the stew. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'll come to the stew. And crazy enough, that's where I met uh, Chinks. And uh, we made our first DJ, song. DJ, you know what the fuck going on. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. So we made our first song. And um, yeah, like, it was just like, we was just getting feedback. Like, they had, like, put me on a hook. And, like, it was called How It Go. And, like, I hate, like, I, at the time, like, I was just getting feedback. Like people was like, "Hey, like this is hard. Like, da, da, da. like you got some other music." Da, 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 da. And I'm like, "Nah," but like I had so much fun for real, just like making a song, like actually hearing myself on a mic. Yeah. And I was like, "Dang, like I really like this." So I had um got into making another song, but then like I just uh I had just kind of stopped, and then I was college was coming up, so then I went down to school. 
but then I was down to school and I was just like, I just kept on playing instrumentals like in a dorm room type shit. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where I was making like, I remember I just was writing hella songs. I like I would spend like all night writing songs. Like I wouldn't sleep some nights. I was just like writing hella music, and that's just how I got started. Wow. And I came back for like a break, and I made this song called Risky, mm-hmm. and that shit did like. It did like 15k or something on like SoundCloud, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, and like people at school, they was like playing it at parties and shit. Great and feeling, like, man. So I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to be an artist." Like, fuck it. I'm Are gonna... any of those songs that you writ, writ, excuse me, any of those songs <laughs> that you, any of those songs you writ, any of those songs that you wrote um, in the dorm room, or any of those like current songs that you have out now, or were those just practice rounds? So I had, I had put up. Um, there was two songs that were still up from the dorm rooms. Now there's a few. There's a few that are up because um, I forget the name of some of them, but they're on my SoundCloud. It's like my earliest ones. I had took off one because uh, I was saying too much, uh, too much wild shit. My girl, <laughs> my girl was like, my girl was like, she was like giving me the side eye when we first got together. She was like, because I remember I had like hear my music. I was like, I was like, oh, I ain't gonna share my music yet. <laughs> but then she had heard my music, and then she didn't say nothing about it at first. But then you know we start getting serious. And she was like, you know that one song, you know you made, and I'm like, what? And like she played a song, she like you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I had took the song down. Damn. But then uh, risky, I had recently like I had played it, and I was like, oh, I hate this shit. Like because I I make so much music now, so I'm like, yeah. I wasn't really like it. So I had just uh, what is it on SoundCloud? You can just like like archive it. Yeah, so or I had just like archived it. The two earliest songs you have on your soundcloud are dollar in a dream and overdosing those are both from three years ago and then it skips to rihanna from 11 months ago yeah so So it looks like you've taken off a little bit of music here archived a little bit of music man so like but i like it's crazy because like during that time i probably like i never probably stopped writing music Mm -hmm. i just like stopped i didn't have like the a place to record like i would be at college not recording or just like I remember, I moved up to Athens in Ohio, mm-hmm. and I had got like my house got robbed, and like Whew. they had took all my studio equipment. Like that's when Oof. I was like, I had moved up there. I was like, bro, I'm about to record myself every day. Oh man, what all my stuff got robbed? So oh like, fuck that! God so I was damn. like, I was just focused on for a while, like for a long time. I was just focused on just like making money, and like yeah. then I realized. For a long time, like I probably made so many albums, like since I started making music, but like then I started to just see other people just dropping albums and stuff and just like it not really doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I really cared about what I was making. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't want to drop it and nobody care. So mm-hmm. like to this day, like I still ain't dropped an album, but like I'm trying to like, but now I know so much more about like, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. just music in general. Yeah. So like now I'm getting to the point where like, like shit is gonna matter, like yeah. when it comes out, and like that's what um, yeah, that's what I'm glad I really get into. It does feel bad to spend so much time on something and then release it and nobody cares. Yeah, it's just like oh, it hurts. Hard. I understand that. Um, so the "Let You Go" video is out now. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I just want to start <clears throat> with the beat first of all. Big shout out, uh, DJ Chinks. DJ, you know what the fuck going on? Um, he gonna be watching this. Big I know he's definitely he's definitely gonna be watching this. Um, <laughs> I love the sample that he used. Like it's it is that classic doo wop sound. It just immediately puts the listener in like this old school setting. What was your first reaction and first thoughts when he played that beat for you? So we we went on. We actually made it together. Oh wow! Crazy enough, like we uh, we had me and Chinks like since that day, like that story I just told, like since that day we've been making like like we've been locked in low key, like in the that man loves shit. to work. Yeah, he does. Like, dude's a workhorse, man. So like, we got to the point where it's like I'm like, damn, I don't even want to like I don't want you to send me beats, like I want to be right there, like mm-hmm. when you make them. So I'm trying to think. It was like two years ago, and it was um, it was cold as hell. And he was like doing this thing with his mom. He was like, I guess, uh, flipping a house, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it's in the middle stages of flipping a house. So he's like, he's like, ah, oh, da 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 da. Like, we can't record in my crib right now. And I'm like, shit, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make something. Like, so he's like, all right, I know some place we can go, right? So we get there, 
it's no heat in this motherfucker, right? <laughs> it's cold as fuck. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, like, but we set up. So we set up right and we find uh we get on, I think it was like we had just found a loop. We went on Looperman and just like found a loop. And it was that, but it was like it was pitched all high and weird, but like we just uh he had pitched it down and then we just um we made the bass line together and then he did all like the pretty much the other shit, like yeah. the techie tech shit. Cause like I can like like I know music from like just doing music so I can like read music and shit. Like You so know I, the rhythm yeah, too. Like, so as I do well. like so I like I help with like with the like bass line and like hi hats or whatever, mm-hmm. just like kicks and shit. But like he does all the like engineering, like on like I'm just I'm pointing that shit. Like, nah, yeah. nah, that's not right. Nah. Yeah, yeah. But then we got it. You know, it's like you, it's like young Doug and Lil Durk in the studio or whatever. You're like, uh, what's that picture of them too? <laughs> when, when they're, it's like, it's like, I forget, the meme is really funny, but yeah, like, yeah. It's, like when <laughs> it's like when they're at the computer and young Thug's standing over him, like pointing at the computer. Young Thug oh, really got shit. some of the best memes out here. It's like when oh, it comes to that man. laptop, bro. He That's looks so like funny. he really like be breaking into shit, like yeah. coding shit. I literally that. saw one the other day that was like, it was like, Hot girls are like, yeah, this sound, this sounds insane. Go ahead, post it or something <laughs> like that. With that beep, um, so so you all made the beat together, and then in that time, like, were you already formulating ideas for the song concept, or or did you have to like let it sit first and then kind of come back to it? As soon as we pitched it down and like added the beat, like. I like already had the song in my head. Like I remember I was like, bro, it's about to be some shit. Like I was like, this is gonna be some shit. I'm like, I'm about to make some old school shit. And I was just like, and I I didn't even write it down. Like I had got on, uh, we finished the beat. And as soon as we finished it, like he threw it on there and we probably recorded it in like, like 30, 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Damn. It was one of those songs that just like comes right to you there's just like a magical magical force that just is like yeah because like here you go i was just like damn like this is like this is fire and i was like and then i was like i remember at one point i got kind of stuck because i was like i don't know how i want to do the verse Mm -hmm. but then i was like you feel me i'm just gonna rap on it so then i think we already had put a kick on it so it was like it kind of had that kind of like you could kind of like rap that little bit of a bounce to it that you kind of go for yeah so i just did that and i was like damn i finished it and i was i thought about adding a second verse for a long time but then i was like nah it's cool how it is like people like short and sweet shit anyway Mm -hmm. well what i think is really strong about this song is that like there's two routes you can take on a beat like that that has this old school retro flow where you can you can do the opposite and be like, okay, I'm going to do some like real fast shit or some real crazy shit on this because it's a juxtaposition to the beat. But I, or the the route that you went, which I prefer better, is to play into that theme of the beat and kind of keep this old school like retro vibe going with it. Yeah. Did you? So, but it was a clear cut thing <clears throat> from the beginning, though. Like you knew exactly what you were oh, doing. Oh, yeah. I was it. like, I remember I was like, oh, yeah. Because I was like, I remember I was just singing in that motherfucker. And I remember telling me it was cold as hell. So like we was really trying to get out of there, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, I gotta record it. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, I remember I heard it. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, this about to be heat. And then I just started singing, and I was like, some like I be having like good singing days and like bad singing days, and like I was just feeling it that day. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. And I don't think I ever, I never re-recorded that like in two years. Like, wow. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that you all have been sitting on that for two years. That's crazy. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, I remember before. he showed me that like a whole year ago. We were Damn. at the Purple House, like, like man, yeah. He had like just moved in, I think, and he came over with his girl and showed me. Yeah, the song. Um. Also, a uh, side note about the video. I uh, I showed my girlfriend the video, um, and she was like. I hope that's his girlfriend there. And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. She was like, I just like, by the way that he was like looking at her, like I was really hoping that that was his actual girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. That's, that's real. That's real right there. Um, but let's talk about the video a little bit too. I unfortunately couldn't be there on the day of the shoot. Um, this is a question for both of you all really, but just like run me through it a little bit. Cause it was kind of like a larger set than, than for a lot of our other videos that we've yeah. done. There seems to be our, a lot of people that was our biggest that set day. that yeah. we've had yet, I'm pretty sure. What, what, was that, what was that like for you as the artist? And also, what was that like for you, Tanner, as, as like kind of the overseeing, the you know producer and all of it? Um, I mean, shit, it was lit. I wasn't there for 
the Dixie Chili scene, I had something going on earlier in the day, but like from all the pictures and shit, the Dixie Dixie Chili scene looked crazy. First of all, like I love Dixie Chili, bro. Like Dixie Chili is my favorite chili around. Like it's Newport. Like, like if you're a Newport kid or Kentucky kid, like after hours on a Saturday night, it's two or three a.m. and you're fucked up. You're going to Dixie Chili yeah. and getting yourself a few conies or a three or whatever. It's a nice little vibe in there. It's just it has that that 50s 60s feel that we were going for and mm-hmm. like just to be able to like capture that and like bring it into a, a like a soul serum video is like special to me personally yeah and then um we went to what was the park called up on that hill it was up at price hill uh yeah i can't say that that's the not Hyde park no no no, no. It's got that lookout though, Echo right? Park. Echo Park. Echo Park. Yeah, right, Echo. right, right, right. Yeah, Mount Echo. Yeah, I've never been over that, to that hill. That 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 has the best view, in my opinion. Yeah. It has the the Cincinnati sign right there in front of the city. Yeah, yeah. It was cool, like capturing that, and then, um, the Starlight. I've never been to the the Starlight Theater before, and to be able to like have that have it all clear. And just like for just y'all. just for us and just be able to like God, that was get, crazy and, yeah oh and I got the fucking convertible too the yeah. fuck the, the what what was the call? I forget 1957 Mercury, man. Yeah. Mercury yeah, yeah. yeah. shout out to fire. my boy I forget what his name is but thank you for letting me use uh, the car I didn't realize like I get I get why people want to drive those and have those types of cars like that thing was like. Sitting in a fucking so boat. smooth and just like lean back, and it it's, it has a whole totally different feel to it than like cars nowadays. Like yeah, I get yeah. it, I get it. It's like right, it's like driving a boat. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Did, did you get to drive the car? Yeah, I like for all? a little bit. Like I drove Sick. it like up, like in the one scene. Like I like had to drive up into yeah. the spot. Yeah, shit. Like, yeah. Like the I radio didn't work times. or anything in it. It was just me and this fucking car for like forty five minutes from Lebanon down to where we were at. I'm like. Damn, this is a vibe. <laughs> but yeah, like so overall, bro, like it went like super smooth. Like nothing really like went wrong. Like everything, like we went from scene to scene like very quick. The only the only like thing we ran into was when we went to the Starlight Dining. Yeah. They were playing. We we got there at the beginning of Jurassic Park, so we had to watch Jurassic Park for like an hour and a half before <laughs> we could actually shoot at like one thirty in the morning. Damn, I did not know that. That's funny as shit. Yeah, there's you, a bunch of people there. You get there and you see the opening credits of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, fuck, so we all just sat there and just watched the Jurassic Park movie, chilled. That's kind of nice, though. That's yeah. kind of fun. We were tired, though. Like, we want, we want, yeah, we, it was a last yeah, scene. We yeah. were shooting all day long. We were just like, we want to knock this out. Get but, it done. But as soon as we got it all set up, it took us about like 30 minutes. And then yeah. we got out of there. What was place, it like? Place gave us some free food. Shout out to the Starlight. Shout out Starlight. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> what was it like for you though, with with having like that large of a of like a crew for like a video? Man, I first of all, they didn't like tell me nothing. So like, so like I didn't know. I didn't know it was gonna be like that at all. So like when I pulled up, I'm thinking like, all right, it's just gonna be like John, you know. You know, they're little, like, you know, Couple everybody people, will be in three, the crib. Four people. Yeah, yeah. So, like, nah, it's like, it's like six motherfuckers I don't even know. Like, I ain't never <laughs> seen before. And they had, like, they had hella equipment. They setting shit up. They, like, they ain't even, like, they didn't even give a fuck about me. Like, they was just doing it. They were like, oh, set this shit up. Like, I was like, well, I had to go introduce myself, you know. But I was like, I was like, damn, this is like a set. Like, you know, I feel like I was on a movie or something, like a movie yeah. for real. So, I was like, it was just a real, like, um, I was like, damn, they showed out. And, like, yeah. I've been, like we've been cool since like before the video, since uh, yes, before the video. So mm-hmm. I was just like, dang, like they really showed out. Like, so I was just happy about that. I mean, first of all, shout out to Noah and all of his uh, yeah. uh, film homies for for helping out. Jamie and everything. and uh, Snow, yeah. But, but whoever the director was, not not the not my boy, not my boy John over here, the, the goat. <laughs> but the AD, yeah, the AD, he was um. Yeah, he was my favorite. Yeah, man. Jamie. I'm like, he need to be in Hollywood or some shit. Like yeah. he had All his those iPad. Guys. He had. He was jotting that. He was jotting his shit down. I was like, oh my god. I was like, <laughs> am, I was like, am I? He's like, is this for me? Like, yeah. <laughs> All those guys went to film school. They're all trying to be on movie sets one day. So yeah. like, being able to like be on a music video set with like a, a decent budget to to be able to like. Have dip, have a gaffer, have an AD, like have all these different roles, like play their yeah. part. Like they play. I love bringing all these guys on because like it makes the set feel 
like a movie, like so you said. Real. Make, yeah, so makes us feel real. So everybody's just on point the whole entire time. Yeah. It's a high quality. And we things, especially when we have an AD, when John is just just has to worry about directing. Yeah. yeah. Like it makes things super, super smooth and we can move from one thing to another. I, uh, I think we're fun that way too. And I'm not just saying this just cause we're doing the Mike Lavi interview, but I, this is my favorite video that soul serum has done that we've done so far, just cause it's, it is, it shows that, that the extra work got put in. Yeah. Honestly, not that any of the other videos, it's not like we didn't put work in for other videos or anything, but, but it, it, the video, like I said in the group chat the other day, it's it's simple, it's clean, it it moves along at a at the pace that it should, and it per- perfectly encapsulates the song. Like it's just it's I, I think I think it really shows that the yeah. extra work got put in. The colors are super video. fire too. Like in every scene, man, shout, out shout out Fiki, shout out Fiki, good colors, I good colors. Fiki color graded it. Yeah. Shout man. out to Fiki. Fiki's filming today, by the way. For anybody listening, usually Fiki isn't here, but he's he's here. He's behind the scenes right now. But yeah, overall, great fucking. It's about to be a f- the vibes. Yeah, the vibes. I, I have to say it in present tense because the, mo- the the video it's already drops. Right it's already at hundred k views. Man, a uh, hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> but it's lit. I'm very happy that we got this done. Ever since I heard the song, I knew we wanted to do yeah. it. I'm Man. happy we everything came together. For sure, it was a great time. Out, out, out of everything, like it was a really great time. That's, like I remember. That's important too. And damn, like I I was thinking like. All of um, where was that at the Starlight Diner? It's Not Amelia. the diner, Amelia. So yeah, why the fuck, right? I just when this when this video hits, you know, all of Cincinnati, you know, and you know goes viral or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is the only Sonic in Amelia, right? Why is the closest <laughs> Sonic to Cincinnati in Amelia? It's like it's like a 40, 50 hour long drive to get to this Sonic, like. I love Sonic. Yeah, facts. you know, like we don't got shit out there. Here used in to be a Sonic. Man. There used to be a Sonic here in Campbell County and yep. Al- in Alexandria, uh-huh, but the, uh-huh. it's not I there remember. anymore. I remember that. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Also, if anybody from the Zaxby's Corporation is watching, why the co- fuck we ain't cookout. got a Zax or a cookout? Why the fuck we ain't got a Zaxby's or a cookout up here? But that's crazy to me. Cookout the yeah. best fast right food. Right next I to fucking had. Wendy's down the street, they're putting a fucking McDonald's. A fucking there. McDonald's, bro. I'm so <laughs> and there's a McDonald's right down the hill. I'm so, bro. I'm literally i just had this conversation with my girl the other day I, I was like why the fuck are they putting this mcdonald's right here there's one two miles away oh mcdonald's it's not they shit. it's it's not they like it's the it's mcdonald's themselves like True. it's it's real True. estate like right, they'll put some shit there just so nobody else can exactly like, literally it's competition literally bro y'all y'all ever seen the yeah, we was talking yeah. about movies before this shit, but the, have you seen uh, yeah, Founder? Yep. Oh my god, I have not. I have wow, that man. One. Now I know yeah. why McDonald. I can't even eat that shit, man. But that dude, he he's talk about cutthroat, man. Like if he was, if he was, if he was still doing like, I, I think he's dead. But like, yeah, man, that, that guy. Ray he's, Kroc. The, he, he's supposed to be dead. That's man. on that's HBO. A bad guy. That's, that's a on bad HBO guy. too, right? I see that. It was on, it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? I feel like I've seen. Oh, Google it real man, quick. he was. He he did something. He was like him. he did like a handshake deal, right? For the guys who actually made McDonald's, he was like, okay, like you know, handshake. I'm about to take after he already finessed them for everything. He was like, all right, we're gonna do this last handshake deal, and this is basically like I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna cut you off something. I'm taking everything, but I'm gonna cut you off something. And this was a handshake deal. Didn't never even broke him off the little bit that he said he was going to. Never ended up giving him nothing. I was Jesus like, man, this motherfucker right here. The, the McDonald's brothers got fucked. Yeah, they they didn't get nothing. Oh wait, oh, oh I thought it was. I didn't realize it was Michael Keaton. I thought it was a documentary. I, I didn't realize this was an actual ass. That's movie. like a little movie. Damn. I prefer it that way, where it's like it was it's fire. not like a documentary. Where people were just talking about it, like an actual. You're seeing movie it like play out. It. Yeah. Um, McDonald's. Hey, if McDonald's is listening, fuck McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> y'all heard it here fuck first, McDonald's, man. But y'all can give us a sponsorship, and but yeah, but we'll, if you we'll take but it if you, all back, if you want to pay me to to talk about it, then I will. I'll talk about it in a very nice way. Y'all want me to do a Travis type commercial? Y'all want to call some Lavi Fries? You feel me? Lavi Fries. Man, we can get um, something popping. What's up, everybody? Clay from the Soul Serum Podcast here. I just wanted to take a break and say 
Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the champions in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the new Lawnmower 4.0 and be one of the two million men worldwide to trust Manscaped with their below-the-waist grooming. The Olympics are currently happening as I am recording this, and if there were podiums for men's grooming, I'll tell you what's going to be in the number one spot, the Lawnmower 4.0. Thanks to the cutting-edge ceramic blade and the skin-safe technology, you are going to reduce your grooming accidents tenfold by using the Lawnmower 4.0. And I'll tell you what, before Manscaped, I definitely had my fair share of grooming accidents. Uh, things that I would not like to share with the people at home that happened to me as a, as a, as a young buck trying to get my below-the-waist grooming in check. In the spirit of the Olympics, after you get your gold medal for men's below-the-waist grooming by using the Lawnmower 4.0, how about you show your balls some good sportsmanship? Use the crop preserver. Use the crop toner. Freshen your boys up down there. Your girl will thank you. Those are both in the performance package as well as the weed whacker, a pair of boxers, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. Manscaped has got you covered in every angle this summer. If you all want to support the podcast and you all want to unlock your confidence, then use our code at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping world wide the code is soul serum pod that's right you heard me use our code soul serum pod to get 20 percent off and free shipping on any product worldwide achieve pubic glory this year by using manscaped now back to the podcast so i think it's no mystery that like for a lot of your music, there is a clear R&B influence into it. And you, this is what I kind of paused on earlier when you were talking about um, like this golden age for like black bands, you know, Temptations, Supremes, all like this kind of Motown era. Um, is that where that sound in your music comes from, from this kind of affinity for this older like style of music? Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Like it really all depends on the beat, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if I hear a if I hear some more beats like let you go, like I'm gonna do the same type of thing. Like it's just gonna come to me. Like it's mm. never like I go into it like, oh, I wanna make a song like that sounds like this or sounds like that. It's all starts off with the beat. Yeah. So if like I can sing on something, I'm gonna sing on it. Mm-hmm. But if like it don't really call for it, I'm not gonna I'm real selective on like beats and shit nowadays. But I feel like even in the like music that you have out that's not necessarily like R and B ish, I still think we like hear that kind I of sing when I rap. I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain like melodic quality to it, and I didn't know if the, if you like had a specific like thought about that or a specific influence. Or is it just kind of a culmination of? Like what you grew up on and the music that you listen to now. Yeah, it's probably just a culmination. Mm-hmm. Like just all the music I've ever listened to. And then like I just be feeling it. Like I'll just feel the vibes on some shit. Yeah. And I'll start it'll just come out. And like I won't sometimes I won't be able to place it, like, you know, mm-hmm. like what song I heard in the past or whatever, but I'm such a music head and I've just listened to so much music and I have this like these spats where like I'll listen to one genre and I'll get real heavy in it. Like I'll I'll research like the the artists and shit. Like yeah. watch little, little documentaries or whatever. And like I'll just really be into it. Like I'm just I don't know. I'm a I'm music head, bro. I'm the same way. I'll get I'll get into weird genre. Like I don't want to say rabbit holes, but like kicks. Like yeah. for a while I was on like a Talking Heads kick, and I was just like, bro, I'm like all this weird '80s fucking like synth pop shit is like <laughs> so wild to me. Like I have to learn everything about it. I, I feel that. Yeah. Do you listen to a lot of like R and B, like contemporary R and B as well, or are you like new, like new R and B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I listen to um, but I'm still big on. I'm big on the, like what I like what I think of as like singers that kind of like kind of like blast from the past, kind of like Ari Lennox is probably my favorite 
mm-hmm. R&B singer. And right after her is probably Callie Uchis because mm-hmm. I just love mm-hmm. how they bring those vibes. Like my favorite song by Callie is probably After the Storm. Cause yeah, like you man. know she got a um, she got my boy Boosie yeah Boosie Collins on it yeah yeah oh I thought you said she she got my boy oh no her and Don Toliver shout out Don Toliver but no yeah, yeah. He's fire so that I, is first of all very fire that Bootsy Collins is from Cincinnati second of all very cool like feature choice for her on that song man. to like recognize. That it kind of had that feel, that like kind of old school funk feeling to get him on it. It's well, like so cool. Well, this is me. what happened actually. Like, I think she had like, um, they had just like, I, I, something happened where like, I think Bootsy might have just like found out about her and like hit her up. Oh, wow. And was like, come to my stew kind of type of thing. Oh, and I, I think, I'm not sure if Tyler showed up or not, but they had went to Bootsy's ranch. I know Callie had went to Bootsy's ranch and that's where they made the beat. Wow. For uh, After the Storm. So she actually That's met him. fucking cool. And I'm like, damn, like, I want to do some shit like that. That's you feel so me? Like, cool. And that beat is like, if I had that beat, you feel me? Like, <laughs> I'd snap it. Man, if I, I had Callie. had that beat, bro. If I had real, like, beat. I love Kelly. <laughs> I love her beats, too. You like, everything. And Ari Lennox, like, just artists, I feel like, you know, yeah. really be take, like, take a lot of time to pick their beats. And, like, Definitely. actually make something that's gonna last like i feel like ari lennox made a album that's gonna last a lifetime like i'm probably gonna wake up like how my mama did on sunday morning like make my kids get the fuck up you feel me start cleaning you feel me turn on that album and like that shit is time when you like, hear that bass line rattling through the walls you're like fuck um so recently you uh you performed at like a juneteenth event in chicago right am i it was actually that's what's crazy. I thought it was in Chicago, right? Day of, I find out it's in Gary. Ah, it's on, the, it's on this I beach. See, it's on I this see. beach in Gary. But it the it's beach was the beach was nice as hell. I swear, it's the nicest shit in Gary. It's like it's like they put where are they, where they is Gary some, on Lake Michigan? Is that I don't even that, know what it was, but it's 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 like forty five minutes from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Gary, Indiana, and they got this beach, and it's like a little park. And yeah, I was uh, I got to perform there, and it was like a real like kind of all ages crowd. So yeah, I remember I had some. So I didn't know who was gonna like what kind of crowd it was gonna be. So I was like, oh man, it's like I seen a couple kids. So I was like, oh, Chinks, take this off. You feel me? Put this on. Uh-huh. But they ended up uh, they liked it. So I was like, I felt good about that. And I don't really perform a lot since all the pandemic shit. Like yeah. me, and, I remember me and like Chinks used to do shows, and I would perform at some of them. But like. This was the first time I really performed in a long time. So I was like, it was good to just like get in front of people and, you know, have people, you know, tell you they like you and mm-hmm. like they want to, they want to follow you and stuff like yeah. that. It's good. So the crowd, well, that was going to be like one of, that was kind of one of my follow-up questions with it was like, was it a good crowd? Like, cause it's kind of like on this, on the tail end of like the pandemic, people are st- still kind of like reintegrating themselves into situations like that. But the crowd had a good energy nah, though. Nah, not black people. Black people been outside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all, I'm all vaccinated up. I was vaccinated up by the, by the trip. So I was, you know, I was turned yeah. and everybody, I ho- hopefully everybody was vaccinated. You know, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody was out and like people was drinking and stuff. So everybody really like, um, it seemed like they really kind of, vibe with what I was doing and they like was walking up and kind of just like, you know, vibe now and shit. That's and awesome. I was like, and this, it was just good to perform around like uh, a lot of black people for real, honestly, mm-hmm. on Juneteenth. So I was like, I was like, dang, I'm glad that they liked it, you know? That's yeah. Wasn't, was, was Chance, am I tripping or was Chance the Rapper also there? So, nah, so they had Chinks and the guys who were like, they did some like behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. They went to a block party. Me and my girl, we went. I went downtown. I was, you know, I went to the bars and shit. We yeah. was drinking and shit. But they had went to Chink, uh, DJ something and Chance's block party. Mm-hmm. And my boy uh, Neil, well, he goes by Kyrie. Yeah. He um, he's like he's one of them motherfuckers, man. Like you know somebody who just they get to talking and shit. And they just get an opportunity, like, like you feel me? They they walk down the street, they get to talking to motherfuckers, and they be like, "Hey, like, we got, we got this party to go to tonight. Like, we got this and this and this to do now." Like, yeah. he's one of them. 
So he goes. Great people to have in the crew, by the way. Great people to have in your crew. So he goes and he's like, oh, yeah, I just met a. He get, he, they end up getting on stage with like Chance. For so that's so. okay. That's what I was going to ask you about. Like, is shit. like, I remember seeing that. I think Chinks posted it. And I was like, is Chance the rapper like six feet away from them right now? Like, what the fuck's going on? Man, and then yeah, like yeah. Chance followed him on Instagram and shit. I was like, man, this. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you watch Dave. Yeah, I, yeah, like I just got into Dave, right? And he's kind of like he's kind of like Gata, like yeah. Dave. Like he'll like he's not like they know the corny shit, but he'll like go talk and like get an opportunity like that. I love people like that, man. That people, crazy people. There are certain people. I actually think Fiki's really good at this. Actually, people who just like can like t- like talk to someone, and then it just fucking like starts to go downhill. And then all of a sudden, there's like an opportunity or something pops up. My my secret like weird attraction thing like that is like weirdos are attracted to me. I've, <laughs> I have talked to so many, and I mean this in an endearing way. Like I like weirdos. I like weird people, but like. People and I will literally be on some like people will be like, hey, I'll be like, oh, hey, how you doing? And they're like, well, my fucking wife and just like will tell me like a lot of personal stuff about them. And I'm like, this is like a weird trait or like a weird thing that I attract. Nah, people I got that just, same thing. You know what I mean? I've heard some crazy stories. I was a lifeguard. So oh, believe it or not, yeah. I, there was a lifetime. I was, you know, I was a big lifeguard on campus and shit. So I was like 16. <laughs> like I started when I was 15. No, I was lifeguarding when I was 15. And I remember I was in, cause I was in the hood for it. Like I used to, but I loved it. Like I, I was a lifeguarding in Avondale. And motherfuckers would come up to me because the, the chairs weren't tall enough, right? So, like, the chair, I'll give the chair. The chair is probably, like, if, if, if motherfuckers looking at me right now, chair is probably, like, this tall, right? So, I'm, like, people are, eye, like, damn near eye to eye with me in the chair. And, like, their kids would be in the water, you know, to be hella kids there. And they would just come up to me and just get to talking. And people would really have some problems. So, I'd be, like, God damn, like... Like, I'll just start talking. Like, I'll just get to talking to a motherfucker. And I'm like, damn, I guess I just got this thing. And then, like, that just that's just been a thing, like, ever since, like, I've been able to understand people's problems, I guess. Like, people just be telling me shit. And I just be, I don't really judge people. So I just be sitting there, like, you know, I'll tell them. I'll give a motherfucker some good-ass advice, some shit I won't even take. I'll be like, shit, I'm like totally. Oprah in this motherfucker for real. Like, <laughs> I'll tell them, I'll be like, shit, you need to do this. Like Oprah lobby. Man. <laughs> no, I've, I, I've. I'm really glad you said that because I like I have had that moment so many times where strangers tell me really deep personal things about their lives where like, you know, I don't give a shit. I'm a listen. And, I, and like you said, like, I'm a talk back. I'm gonna give you advice. I'll, I'll give you my honest opinions. But like, I would never, ever, ever, ever walk up to a stranger and tell them like personal shit like personal shit man bro, and i'm in a weird and i'm in a long-term like relationship so like i get like the i get like old dudes like they be thinking like i'm hip like well i know like, i'm hip you feel me like yeah. they'll, they'll tell me some shit like like i'm not even ready to hear like you know, i'm like yeah this bitch and then i'm like damn like i don't even you like you like you like her like you feel me like oh bro some old motherfuckers they really don't be liking that girl oh my like, god shit crazy. so so i bartend that's like my my like normal job and oh oh you hearing some shit yo just sometimes People come in and they are just ready to unload about their goddamn <laughs> bitch wife, my fucking ball and chain over here. And I'm just like, oh, my God, bro. Like, you sound like you are not happy. Like, I feel like maybe you should fuck around, be the problem. Like, you feel <laughs> me? <laughs> should do something about this. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That shit is that shit's crazy. Um it's a very side note, but I'm glad that we talked about that. Are you a Are you a Libra per chance? Nah, man, I'm a I'm a Taurus. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, big T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a a question you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but but let's dive into it a little bit more. Um. You don't have any larger projects that are a collection, like like a collection of your work out anywhere. Um, and you did, I, you know, as you you talked about a little bit earlier, you don't want to just put out a, a project just for people to not care about it, exactly. just for people to not listen. So are you working on a project or are you still like digging the, the singles releases right now? 
Man, I probably consider- not that you need to work on a project. But yeah, are you though? I'm I'm constantly working on music, so like in a way, I'm always working on an album. So mm-hmm. like over the years, like there's some songs, there's so many archive songs that's probably never coming out, but like what would have been an album, mm-hmm. you know? But like you know, scrap it. I'm on to the next shit. Like I don't even like that vibe no more. I'm on to this vibe. Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting to the point where I'm like. I'm starting to get like I know my vibe and I know like which ways I'm going and like kind of like we're outside the box, but I know like what I'm gonna do outside the box, kind of. Mm-hmm. So like, like I made probably like three songs in the past two weeks, like so. But who knows when people are gonna hear them? You know? Yeah. I'm just still making music and like there's some of my favorite songs. Like I'm still making like my favorite music every couple weeks every month or whatever so do you struggle though with like holding on to songs for that long because i think if i were to be releasing music i feel like it would like drive me insane to have like so many songs that like i would think that would be like great songs for people to listen to but just not have them out you know hell yeah hell yeah there's shit it's shit that i thought you know because you know you always when you making a song you always think it's a hit but there's been songs that's like I had for a year that I was like, this is a hit, but I just never let it out or I never just had a rollout plan for it. And I never wanted it to just sit there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like used to be like, whatever, like insecure, like, oh, I don't want to put this out. Cause like, you know, I'm not even popping yet. And I don't know what people going to think, like what type of artist I am. But like these days I don't give a fuck. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm old now. Like, and I really like, I'm into this shit. Like I used to be like, oh, am I really even going to, do music my whole life or is it just like a hobby but like at this point like nah this this is all me so i mean you've definitely been releasing more recently than you have like when i was doing the research for this just like looking at like the dates on all your music you've been releasing more in the past year than it looks like ever kind of in your in your music career which is good to see so you're starting to you're like not that you weren't committed before but now you feel like you're really committed to this and you're really like putting your a lot of energy and effort into releasing the music yeah now i want people to see it you know mm-hmm. like i like i'm like oh like especially like what let you go like that's why I, I cared so much about who shot the video that's why it took two years yeah to even come out because i'm like i need the right people to like you know know what i'm talking about you know like to yeah. actually get it like i could have shot it and it probably i don't know i don't know what could blow up or not like i love the song and like yeah. everybody i really played it for like really liked it and was like oh it's different but I'm like, damn, I really care about being creative and I want to like set myself apart because I feel like a lot of people doing the same shit. Not that like a lot of people blow up off the doing the same shit. It's Absolutely. Not, I like sometimes I like I like looking at the same shit. You feel me? I like yep. it. You feel me? But for myself, I really want to um, I feel like if I got the ability to set myself apart and be creative and do something that people going to look at in 10 years and be like, damn, he was really on some shit back then. Like even then, like I'm. I'm trying to do that. Like, I'd rather make something that's timeless or even last longer than it would have if I just, you know, threw it on SoundCloud or mm-hmm. didn't put in the right steps to make it a, you know, yeah, at yeah. least try it's, to make it a hit, you know? It's important. You know, it's one thing to make the song, but, like, there's so much else that goes into the song than just recording over the recording over the beat, oh, roll man. out the video, marketing, and all that it's important. Yeah, sure. So much different nowadays, Man, bro. Yeah, the SoundCloud seriously. era was crazy. Like you used to be able to just you, motherfuckers would just upload this shit oh, on SoundCloud, shit. and they still famous. Like I remember, I, I was a SoundCloud like my freshman year in college. Like I, I was really into um, young bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was like, I remember like what was, what was that song? Dead Press. That was Sun. Sala. Fucking C. Cash was everything, man. I was yep. like, and I was like, damn, I was like, he wasn't even like his videos, like, he wasn't even doing shit, like, he wasn't even putting in hella effort for real. Like, the video, they were just that was yeah, that time when the flow. videographers was just going crazy. Well, yeah. The thing about Young Bands is he got on by getting on that X song. What was it? Uh, I love it when they run. He was on, mm-hmm. he was featured on that song with X, and I think it was, no, it wasn't Ski Mask, it was Young Bands and somebody else, but. 
he got featured on that song. Damn. That's how he started getting a lot of more okay. attention to his name. I didn't even know that. And then he ran. Obviously, he made a lot of like SoundCloud hits on his own. It is Ski Mask on that song, by yeah, the way, as well. I, I yeah, Ski that Mask, song. another one. That bro, that SoundCloud yeah. era was crazy. Like I love. It's that. starting to come it's back. There's a, there's a whole SoundCloud scene starting to like take off again. Like that, uh, that rage kind of like uh, what's that song with um, Trippy. Miss the Rage. Yeah. Like that, but yeah, all those that, like that rage kind of sounds beats and man. shit like that. Yeah, man. SoundCloud is um it's interesting right now. I love <laughs> I love SoundCloud. I mean I mean that in like I'm a also, good I'm way. I mean on, that in a good way. I want too. it to come back. The, the big thing about getting popping on SoundCloud is just is collaboration. Like you need to you need to make songs with other popping SoundCloud mm-hmm. artists. You yeah. gotta you gotta get reposts by them. Like you gotta be in the in that community. Okay, it, so it's, it's kind of like a like a cross. Yeah, like uh, it's really hard to like pop on SoundCloud just by like, just like posting and then not like interacting with the community on there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. I know everything is more leaning on like DSPs, not like Spotify, Apple Music, all that, which is great. You'll make more money that way, but... Um, yeah, you want a community though. Yeah. Uh, from my experience in the <laughs> last five to 10 years, bro, like the early adopters of underground experimental music are on SoundCloud. Yeah. Like... Very true. Very true. And honestly, we're like enough removed from that era now that we can like make definitive statements like, yeah, that. you know what I mean? Like They're when it's hap- when it's happening, you don't really know if it's like actually like catching Spotify, on or not, Spotify users it, are looking to get playlists and like they'll just find like they'll just go th- shuffle through a playlist and that they find a vibe they like, they'll add mm-hmm. it to their own. Yeah. But SoundCloud people are actively in the community searching for new wave shit like mm-hmm. something that they like they haven't heard that isn't the mainstream like yeah, so yeah. Like all, everybody that blows up off soundcloud they fucking hate it when they blow up because they're not they're not their they're not their little <laughs> secret anymore right, you know what i mean right. like yeah, the I people that are on that. spotify and like mainstream listeners they don't give a fuck if you're nah. under, underground or mainstream they just care about what you give them you know totally. what i mean <laughs> yeah i didn't even know that's crazy i feel like, I like I'm, that though i'm definitely more I catch myself definitely more like if I if I if like somebody's like you should check out blank I always go to Spotify and that's not yeah, always no, same. but but that's not always the best though like sometimes YouTube might be the better way or sometimes SoundCloud might yeah. be the better way but YouTube but too, I've bro. like conditioned myself a lot, of, a lot and also back to the YouTube thing a lot of the SoundCloud rappers they weren't I mean they had music on SoundCloud but YouTube blew them the fuck yes. up yeah definitely. yeah Lil Pump six nine yeah like youtube is what took them to a whole new level when the first time that i saw lil pump <laughs> with my own eyes right. i was, he was like he was only getting a couple hundred like maybe a couple hundred likes on twitter man i don't know how i found him bro dude he, he had the pump in his mouth yeah I, I was like who the fuck is this <laughs> like the worst dreads of all time too just like yeah. barely twisted dreads that's when i liked him now yep. I was yeah like, this motherfucker crazy yeah like, I, remember, I was like i was showing people i was like you ever seen this motherfucker? now he's it's like a, he's exciting. like fake crazy now have you got on lil pump's instagram anytime he's got too much recently? money now. it's yeah, yeah yeah he he like it's like that that unfortunate paradox of like once you blow up it was like, like he was always you're like not that raw that. anymore yeah. yeah look at look at this motherfucker right here bro like <laughs> look at this fucking he guy. on a cardi wave cardi that's cardi yeah that's that damn cardi, that's that cardi damn you are right bro everybody's trying to be cardi everybody want to be a bad bitch everybody. she want to be cardi <laughs> cardi and uzi for real yeah bro the fucking recent the kanye post the kanye cardi. post on his instagram where he's like like that's cardi bro straight up also all right we're recording this before the release date of donda if donda is not out by the time this podcast comes out i am going to be i I don't even i don't even really know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be fucking pissed i hope this ages uh terribly what i'm saying right now it'll be out kanye if donda isn't out i'm it'll be coming to calabasas and i'm a no it'll be out tonight at midnight Is it tonight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Thursday. Thursday. Tonight. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else that you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up and get out of here? Nah, man. Anybody? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say um, shout out to everybody who watch, who's watching the video. Mm-hmm. You know, get out mm-hmm. there and watch Let You Go. Mm-hmm. Go look up Mike Lavi. Go go through all my music. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Soul Serum. I love these guys. They, um, they really brought my vision to life. This is like... 
this shit felt crazy. And uh, yeah. Yes, Sirski. Where can they find you on socials? Mm -hmm. Look me up. Instagram, Mike underscore Lavi. Twitter, Mike Lavi underscore. But my Twitter's my Twitter's a little more raunchy. I don't know. It's my, my Instagram. Flood that. You feel me? You don't got to flood my Twitter. You can flood my Instagram. But if you want to do both, you can. You get raunchy on Twitter? You know, like, I, I, I state my opinions. Ah, okay, okay. And I'm, and I'm, see, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a basketball head, too, so I'm like, yep. I'm, NBA, oh, I'm NBA Twitter. Man. Okay, all right, all right. Well, before we get out of here, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about it a little bit. What did what, you think of the finals? What? Um, I, uh, first of all, who did you want to win? At first, I didn't, I, well, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. But I wanted, I wanted to see Chris Paul get a ring. Yep. But then, yep. but then, like, I just love, like, like I'm a young, I love seeing Giannis just dominate like that and just like tear up all these narratives that he has. Yeah. Wasn't it crazy in Game Six when he just realized he was like, "Oh, DeAndre Ayton actually can't move his feet." Man, like when I'm when Giannis this man when Giannis got like, that ball at like 17, 15 feet and just hit a little like stutter step, DeAndre Ayton couldn't do anything. He just Giannis Giannis literally was like, "Oh, okay, nobody on my team is going to make a shot." That's fine. I'm just going to run into DeAndre Ayton and beat him every Man, time. And, and he's so humble too. Like so he's humble. humble, humble beginnings, just humble everything, and just like he's humble, but he knows he's a beast. You feel me? Like just like kind of you feel me? Like the little herb shit. Like he a humble beast. Like that's how I feel about Giannis. Like. And yeah, I just love to see him uh him win. Fifty piece McNugget. Fifty man. piece McNugget in the finals. Had the Chick-fil-A for in that the finals. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no no McDonald's Chick-fil-A. Well, I don't really know. Bro, that <laughs> the last three years have put him into higher ranks, bro. Like yeah. two MVPs and then a finals MVP. Dude, those those tweets that are like his resume at 26, finals MVP. Uh, NBA no, champion, crazy. two MVPs, most improved player, defensive player of the year, All Star MVP, five time All Star, shit starting, like that. It's starting to look like, like he could very well be the goat. <laughs> he's gonna, he's going to. I Going mean, it really, years. it really depends on how the rest of his career plays out. But he has, with that resume at age twenty six, yeah, he and he could play for very well, play for another ten years probably. He has. An opportunity yeah. to it's gonna be, be a it's gonna be get rid of Drew Holiday ass. When they get rid of Drew Holiday ass, they get a real star in there, and he gonna he gonna get a couple more rings <laughs> for sure. But, but Drew Holiday, that I, defense is cold though. Yeah. They might have yes. to keep him, yes. but still yes. get some. He need to be a six man, honestly. Like he, yes, he needs to be Thank a six you. man. Thank you. He'd be I six agree. man of the year, yeah. and he'd probably get defensive player think, of the year. I don't think they'll go back to back unless they get another star Fuck because no. the Nets. They're not. They're not going. They gotta beat the Nets. I want the Nets to disband. They beat. They beat the Nets. They beat the Nets in seven. Barely when barely. you had a half healthy James Harden by that and much, Kyrie wasn't even by playing. That yeah, much. Man, they, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, and that's, I'm, I'm a LeBron head, so like I'm scared of the Nets for real, man. man. <laughs> These, this Lakers this, need help too, bro. But I, I love, yeah, I yeah, love Lake, what the NBA bro. is right now, though. The Lakers, yeah, I love what NBA I love is the too. Fan, I love Isn't all the it, fans. Okay, I love the Warriors, but the Knicks come back too, bro. I wanted to say this. I'm glad you said that. I, to, this finals, this playoffs was the first time since I have become a big NBA fan where I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, yeah, no except except for like maybe maybe last year maybe there was like a little bit like I guess I didn't expect the Heat to go to the to the finals but, but like we all knew the Lakers were but win. but yeah. War- Warriors Cavs Warriors Cavs Warriors Cavs Warriors Raptors and then Lakers winning the NBA Finals last year like it's a fun regular season but at the end it's like okay I know I know what's gonna happen here this year I had no idea what was gonna happen and I thought that was. So fun, and I hope that that continues. Yeah. I hope, and I was mad at first because I was like, I want to see some stars in this motherfucker. You feel yeah, me? But nah, yeah. But then, like, I'm like, no, nah, I need this. Bro. We had rising stars. But you feel you know me? Yeah, I mean? you feel me? I wanted, I wanted, like, I wanted to see the Nets and the Lakers. Nets like, and Lakers. I, but you feel me? Like, it just wasn't gonna happen. But then when I, Next but I'm gonna watch basketball anyway. So then, like, yeah. I'm now I'm like, oh, this was this was a great finals. You feel it me? It could very yeah. well be the Nets. Great playoffs next year. It was a great playoffs. It yeah. was a really really yeah. fun playoffs. Trey Young beating the Sixers, bro. That, oh yeah, they done for. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. 
I put them boys in a body bag. Hey, I still got stock in Ben Simmons. I think I think in a different. We gonna have to cancel. Interview about to get cut because it's gonna take too long, man. For my for my Ben Simmons slander, it's gonna take too long. It's gonna take too long, man. All right. Well, with that with that being said, I want to remind everybody: follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Soul Serum, subscribe to the YouTube channels, the main page, the TV page. TikTok, Discord, join the Patreon. You could have got the Mike Lobby video early if you joined the Patreon. You could have yep. got the TV documentary early if you joined the Patreon. Yep. Ain't that some shit. Ain't that some shit. <laughs> and with all of that being said, I, as always, am your host, Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, T. Mavis. It's Mike Lobby, y'all. Peace out. We'll see y'all next week. Deuces.